Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Shalhoub, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's Words of Wisdom. One of my favorite teachers and authors is a man named Michael Singer. Anybody heard of Michael Singer? Oh, yeah, man, he's amazing. Um, If you haven't, please investigate Michael Singer. He's great. He runs uh, the Temple of the Universe down um, in near Gainesville, Florida, and he has talks online Please go and and indulge yourself with some Michael Singer. But he writes, no matter who we are, life is going to put us through the changes we need to go through. The question is, are we willing to use this force for our transformation? And most often our answer is no. (laughs) No, 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 absolutely not. Because we're caught up in our resisting and our complaining or trying to avoid the changes that life is seeking to offer us. But one of Singer's favorite things to remind us of is our place in the universe. We are spinning on a planet in a galaxy that makes up a tiny, tiny part of a very vast, expanding universe. And we walk around and judge everything that passes by us. And we decide which one is a problem and which one isn't. We run everything through this tiny, limited, egoic view of the world and we cling to what we like and we resist what we don't like and we call this life if however we can see everything that the universe puts before us as an opportunity to grow and transform how would our lives be different instead of complaining or resisting challenging situations or clinging to experiences that make us feel good we just surrender to all of it and let it teach us what we need to learn. We would be what A Course in Miracles calls a happy learner because we would know that our Creator loves us fully and wants us to transform and awaken so we can understand that we're all one in spirit. And that is why life puts us through all these changes so we can become willing to use it as a force of our transformation. So today, Agape Licensed Spiritual Practitioner Deb Varn is going to introduce us to the concept of life structures to help us explore how disciplined spiritual practices can stabilize those structures so then we can be out in the world delivering our gifts and talents and skills and doing our part to make this world one that makes us all want to say, oh yeah, hear these wise and holy words. From Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith. If you are honest with yourself, you will notice that you set a certain ceiling on your life structures. And we'll talk about the life structures. You have come into an agreement that I can be content with just this. I don't want to inconvenience the universe by asking or expecting more. This is not audacious prayer authentic audacious and I love that name audacious you have the audacity to to affirm decree the truth of your being yes audacious prayer declares our true nature 
And it takes you to the depth of your being where you touch reality, reality with a capital R. You break through the ceiling that you have set for yourself. Now, take that in for a second. We break through the ceiling that we have set for ourselves. And I'll tell you about my setting. Duh. But when you know better, as Dr. Maya Angelou said, you do better. We, we have set a ceiling for ourselves. Once we break through that ceiling, nothing is ever the same. For Marianne Williamson, I trust that there, and trust is my word, that I received at initiation. I trust there is a perfect plan for the unfolding of my highest good, which my rational mind, my egoic mind, my carnal mind, that's me adding here, cannot perceive or formulate because it's not thinking. The only thoughts I have are the thoughts that I share with God, the real thoughts. God's plan works and mine does not. I cannot know my part fits best into a, how my part fits best into a larger plan for the healing of the world, but God does. And my job today is to merely open my mind, open my consciousness, open my heart to that higher consciousness that can flow through me. I know I am not alone in a random universe, but rather I am held in the safety of the arms of God. I am held in the infinite presence that's everywhere. From Joel S. Goldsmith, and he speaks in reference to the 46th Psalm here. God is our refuge and our strength, and therefore we will not fear. It is up to us. Not to God to us, it is up to us. We will not fear because God is our refuge. If we can gain an understanding of the nature of God, of the Messiah or the Christ, we shall find that earthly conditions dissolve and harmony can be brought into our experience, not only as individuals, but as a united world, because God is, and hear this, hear this, hear this, God is no respecter of persons, religions, or of races. God is one, and I underlined and bolded this in my notes, God is equally the father of us all. When God is known and understood and contacted, that presence does not, that presence does change the course of our human experience. When it becomes our specialty, what we specialize in, when we practice and we get that experience, there's nothing God can't do through us. You know, I always begin today in the service with an evocation. And remember, we're not evoking a spirit outside of ourselves. 
The spirit of living God is closer than our breath, nearer than our hands and feet. And that is what we're consciously bringing our attention to and surrendering to. And so let's take a deep breath in together. And release everything that came before this, this moment. How grateful am I? Grateful just to be grateful. Grateful to find things to be grateful for. Grateful for another day on planet Earth. Grateful to be here with so many mighty companions gathered together. Walking each other home. Grateful for all the teachers that have been on my path. Grateful for Jubilee Circle, Candace and Beth and the band and the board. Everyone on tech. Grateful for each and every person on in YouTube land. Grateful to, to be grateful. Grateful to be in service. Recognizing that it's all God. That's all there is, is God everywhere. Everywhere I look, God is. And the flower, in the field, and the people, and the bees, and the dragonflies, and lizards, it's all God. Infinite intelligence and divine wisdom. That God is good and grace is giving of itself and never ever withholding and it's right on time. That God is changeless, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the divine order that turns embryos into babies and, and acorns into oak trees is the same divine order in the midst of everything. And I am one. With this presence. This presence is closer than my breath. My silent partner always available. Speaking to me in a language which I absolutely catch and understand. And as this is true for me. It's true for each and every person in this space. Each and every person in YouTube land. Each and every person that is. Each and every being that is. That God is living, moving, and has, having its beingness in, through, and as the each of us. One with God. One with each other. One with all it is. Whew. And so it's from this place of oneness that I bless our time together. Knowing that it is a holy encounter. A divine assignment. We have been drawn together. On purpose. For a mighty purpose. And so I bless myself and surrender myself as a vehicle for the divine, a channel for the divine to speak in, through, and as me. Speak, Father, your servant is listening. Help me to hear your voice above all else. I bless each and every person in this space, knowing that each is a unique expression of God. A mighty companion for this journey. I bless each and every member of the band. Each and every member of the tech crew. Each and every member of the, the board. I bless the vision for this space. Knowing that it's already fulfilled. In the mind of the infinite. And I simply say. Amen. Okay, I'm loud. Is that what you're saying? I'm just messing with you. So life structures, man. When I first learned about life structures, um, it, I was in practitioner studies at Agape, 
And it reminded me of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Does anybody remember that from your school's training? And that you had to meet these lower levels before you could get to the higher levels of, you know, of, of creating and, you know, in stepping into spirituality. You had to make sure, look, I got to eat. I got to have a place to live. I got to keep the lions and tigers and bears from, from eating me and my family. And so our life structures is like a foundational of support that we came forth that provide us with the opportunity to grow and expand and remember the truth of who we are. And there are people on the planet that do not have the luxury to take a moment to meditate. Because they are still stuck in this fight or, or fright mode because of the environment that they find themselves in. So because we can, we must. Because as we rise in consciousness, we don't rise alone because all minds are joined. We have no private thoughts. So that as we rise in consciousness, as we enter a state of peace, it brings peace everywhere. It's kind of like when you throw a rock into, into an ocean or you throw a rock into a still lake and it ripples out. So as we stand in our spiritual practice, it's, it's not just impacting us. That somebody on the other side of the planet is feeling a quickening in our spirit because of the work that we do, because of the love that we, we flow through us. Somebody else's life is getting, getting better. And I was telling, talking to Jen about this because, you know, what about the people that don't have the teachers that you have? Well, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And the good thing about us being eternal beings it don't matter how long it takes. It kind of reminds me of A Course in Miracles. And I think A Course in Miracles is sarcastic because I don't know what. <laughs> it says that the course is a required course. And the only thing difference is, is the time it takes you to finish it. So we can, get, we can let go of not getting there in this lifetime because I can't begin to know what another person's experience is or what they came here to learn and express. I can't do it. And I've been spending a lot of time thinking about my mother and about my baby sister. Because, you know, the, earlier this month I had a cardiac episode where my heart was just beating like crazy and it stayed that way for, for 13 hours. And I was talking with Gina Gibson and it was five days away from Renata's transition. And she was 32 and died of a heart attack. And then my mother was 59 and died of a heart attack right before her 60th birthday. Guess what I'm turning in September? <laughs> so it's really got me looking at my life structures, really revisiting my spiritual practice. Because the spiritual practices that, that are taught in, in New Age, New Thought, it's meditation, it's prayer, 
is being in community, is visioning, is being in service, is giving. And there's one I always skipped over. And that was introspection. And I, I do not like to journal. I mean, I, I, I walk, you know, I walk and I'm thinking about it. I'm reflecting on my reflective questions. And even in practitioner studies, well, you need to journal about this. I don't know what I have against it, but I resist it, right? So guess what? <laughs> what we resist <laughs> is a sign that we need to surrender to that practice because what's on the other side of resistance? our life begins to grow and expand. So rather than looking at resistance as, oh, no, hell no, I'm not going to do that. I was like, okay, what, what is here for me? Or when this cardiac episode happened, I'm thinking about my body temple, which is one of the life structures. And my resistance is I really love caffeine, a cigar every now and then, and, you know, an adult beverage. And so, and sugar, God bless me, I love, I got like a sweet tooth the size of Texas. You know, I'm like a little old lady, and I keep remembering, well, you are close to being an old lady. But you got to have a little something sweet after you eat, right? And so I had, I had resistance to changing that lifestyle, but God provided me a, someone in my life that is helping me make those changes and embrace those changes. Now, that's some negotiation on the caffeine. Because we, I was like, I can do, I talked to the cardiologist. I said, well, can I do half and half? He said, oh, that's what I do. I said, that's my sign from the Lord. Because <laughs> I, I was already, I was already slipping in some espresso powder in my coffee. <laughs> and then I felt bad about it. I had to fess up. So I was like, well, I just want you to know what I've been doing. But my heart rate stayed right here. So we good. So it's, so it's all here to, to teach us so that we can grow and expand. But the main thing that the life structures support is once we get those in balance, we are more able, response able, to show up as a beneficial presence on the planet. I said that, that weeks before this, this episode that I wanted to be able to flow more of spirit, to be able to catch it and flow, whether it's through healing modalities or speaking or singing or writing. I want to be able to, to hold energy. And, and I knew what I was asking for. But I, I didn't know how this was going to manifest. So when I think about that experience... It was almost like, and I feel like on some level, I got a taste of the energy that I was asking to flow. My body temple showed me, now do you see why you need to back up off the table? You know, and, and rethink some of your, your choices around your body temple. Because I had gotten a, um, a report from a heart cast. 13 years ago that said my arteries were clear and I said oh thank you Lord I'm free to be a hedonist the rest of my life <laughs> I can eat drink and be merry and so I was talking to my cardiologist the other day he said well you know a lot of people think that but <laughs> that is not that is not the truth so as Candace was saying in the opening life comes in and provides us 
with opportunities to grow. And we have freedom around this. Because, <laughs> guess what? We can get these lessons now, but don't worry. If we choose not to, it's going to show up in a different set of pants, in a, in a different area. So uh, we don't have to worry about other people. You know, we worry about our children. We worry about our family. We worry about this. Don't worry. God's got this. It's my arrogance to think I need to control a situation because, hell, I can't take care of myself, much less worry about other people. <laughs> and, but I know that if there's something for me to do, I have to trust that I'll be told what my role is. Show me all that I must do. And trust, trust is my quality, and trust is being able to to do things, do what you're called to do without, without knowing how it's going to work out. It's like Martin Luther King said, it's like taking a step without seeing the whole staircase. So one of the things my whole life, I've been a protector and defender of women and children. Don't mess with my children. Well, actually, there's two things. Don't mess with my money or my honey. You know, but I added children. So, so but... If, there's, if God's got this, and of course the miracles lessons today said that the mention of the word God brings angels surround us. And mine are 12 feet tall. And then Lucas said, well, Miss Vaughn, Miss Deb, why aren't they 14 or 16 feet? I was like, I don't know. That's just what's required. You might have a 16 foot one. I don't know. But I thought that was a brilliant question. And also that, that the name of God, there's no temptation that can withstand that name. God, Ra, Da, whatever you want to call it, the presence. Because it don't care what you call it, just use it. But it doesn't enter without our permission because guess what? We have free will. And the universe is always listening. Always saying yes. And if you're like me and a part of my life, I was like, this is what I want to do. The universe says, okay. I said, no, 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 this is what I want to do. No, 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 this is what I want to do. Guess what? The universe is going with me. Always saying yes. So whose responsibility is it to get clear about ourselves? And to clean up our stinking thinking. Our BS, our belief system, as Reverend Michael talks about. And so that's where the practice comes in. That the practice of prayer, meditation, study, so that we know what the laws are. We know the truth of God. We know the truth of ourselves. Then we can think aright, pray aright. We can know God aright, know our neighbor aright, and know ourselves a right. I've never ever been afraid of dying. Never. Because I know that my physical birth was my beginning. My physical death is my end. It's a continuation. It's like taking off a really tight fitting shoe. <sighs> All right, what's next, boss? 
So that's never been. But I think my thing has always been, where am I holding back from life? Where am I not showing up with excellence? You know, I show up in excellence in my work. I show up in excellence, try to. I sometimes don't do the greatest in the world in music and cooking. But every life structure deserves our attention and our, our best. And, you know, we talked about the stages and states of consciousness. And what I invite you to do, I included the life structures within the bulletin today, is look at it, take time to look at each one. And whichever one pops out, guess what? That's yours to start with. They're all ours, but to start with. And then kind of look and ask, well, and when I'm thinking about my body temple, am I a victim? Oh, I inherited heart disease or this, that, and the other from, from this parent. Or, you know, so-and-so had this cancer, so therefore that's why I have it. But statistically, 20% of our physical health is genetic. The other 80% is environmental and behavior. So I really can't be a victim, you know, if I got to 80 and you got to 20. And then the other thing is to it, it's that manifestor consciousness, which, which has usually been really good for me, where we learn about the law of attraction and that thoughts become things. Choose good ones. And we get to draw into our experiences the qualities of God, abundance, joy, peace, prosperity, not prosperity. That's a joke. Inside. <laughs> so that we can do this with our manifest or consciousness to it. You know, finding the right job, being in the right place at the right time. The law of attraction. Through me. Learning to clear the windows of our perception, giving it over to the, to the spirit, to clear our windows of our perception so that spirit can flow and through and as us. And then the highest stage that Reverend Michael teaches is being consciousness. That is the consciousness of Jesus. Jesus did not have to think about anything. He was being. Jeshua ben Joseph was the presence of love. It did not have to think about it. It's automatic. Being consciousness. Now, when we take these states of consciousness and look at these life structures. D just know that when you get there, you're not going to stay there. You may not stay there. So if some areas you may be in being consciousness or not being or, or through me consciousness. It may not be that if you're sick. It's like Don Miguel Ruiz says, and one of the four agreements is to always do our best. My best is going to change based on whether I'm sick, based on whether I have a backache, based on whether I'm going through chemotherapy. But I can show up and be the best, surrender this experience to the infinite and be the best that I can be that day, that breath. Because there were times going through transplant, that's all I had was that breath. And every time I woke up, I said, thank you. 
So know that wherever we are on this, these life structures, there's ebb and flow. Be gentle with ourselves about it. Some of these are easier for others and, 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 and harder for me. But once we get those sta stabilized, where it's not so, foom, 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 so much change, things start to level out. We're practicing the presence. We're meditating so that we can, we can hear God speaking as us because it's not, our, it's not some voice outside of ourselves speaking. It's speaking in our voice. We can hear it. We can choose to tune into it, take dominion over our thoughts. So with spiritual practice, meditation, affirmative prayer, and I am embracing journaling. I think part of it is worried somebody's, you know, I always worried somebody's going to come along and read my journal. You know, it's like, you don't want people reading your journal because you say some stuff in there they don't need to hear. You know? And then self-realization where, you know, we, we begin, it ends with ourself, our, our accepting our candidacy that we are worthy of waking up. The ego, people talk smack about the ego. But the, if, and healthy ego is about self-respect, self-worth, and self-love. And I think Gary Zukoff talks about this. That at, we, you, at this point, the personality begins to serve the soul's purpose. You know, my growing up and playing in a rock and roll band and, and play, teaching and coaching basketball and being a leader, I could not have done that if I was like this. You know, I had to step in. There's a reason why I was the oldest. There's a reason for everything. So that the personality begins to serve the ego. I'm not comparing myself to other people. I'm not comparing myself to Reverend Michael. I'm not comparing myself to really powerful leaders. Yes, I, we can learn from them. But as Pharrell Williams said, if we try to be somebody else, we'll only be second best. So we, we use the ego to our advantage. And, you know, some people say edge God out is what the ego is. No, you can't edge God out. God's everywhere. Never in absence. Our livelihood is beyond having a job. That's our ministry. Every place we enter is a holy space. When I was an administrator, I was a minister of God. When I moved into HR, which I'm going to tell you right now, was my least favorite I ever, place I ever worked in my entire life. I was pushing people. And I remember that Beth said, Deb, the invitation is to not say you're pushing paper. Because it's so much more than that. So I used that role to be the, a beneficial presence for the, the principles that I served because I knew what it was like to deal with HR. It was a royal pain in the bonkers. So I tried to be, that was my goal, to be the presence of the alternative, to bless each person that I called, to bless each person that entered my door, and I knew that I would be there until my mission was fulfilled. It was more than a job. It was, it was my ministry. 
And so then we move into probably the, you know, the ego's biggest playground is our relationships. There's no place or space where we can learn more about unconditional love than relationships. And it brings up everything unlike love. And the ego, Lord have mercy. Am I on the hippocampus? Y'all know what the hippocampus is, right? It's that little thing in the middle of your brain where you both sides of your brain kind of talk to each other. My hippocampus is cray-cray sometimes. <laughs> it totally misinterprets what, what's being said. So sometimes my friend will say, look, what did I just say? I was like, you know what? I used to do that on my kids. What's she playing? But it's true. We have to be able to communicate effectively. And com true communication is when the message is received in the manner in which it's intended. Our body temple, this is a temple of the living God. This is how God gets to move into spaces and places. I've got to do a better job of taking care of it. So that I can do what I was born to do. So that I can fulfill my soul's purpose for being. We can all look at that life structure and ask, what is what is best for this body temple? What is God's idea of this body temple? Financial. This structure acknowledges God as source. And I come from, I'm a baby, I'm late in the baby boomers. You know, baby boomers are all like conserve and, you know, you got a just in case file, you know, and you got a little stash here, something, you know, just in case. And you don't want to go too big because you don't want to outgrow your raisin. And I was the first person in my family to graduate from high school and the first one on either side to go, go to college. And I felt like when I got my degree that I had arrived, that I'd already outdone my family lineage. And so when the opportunity came to go to graduate school and to step into uh, getting a master's degree, I thought, oh, oh. <laughs> But spirit, uh, you know, said, yes. So it forced me to push higher. But one of the things I've noticed recently when I'm reflecting, I need to put it in my journal. Thank you for the reminder. Is that I put limits on, my, on God in that department. Because I've always said I live below my means. I'm comfortable with where I live and I do I love my house there's uh, it's, it's a place of healing and in a way I'm kind of limiting God because I, I want to be open and receptive to all that God would have me express I would love to travel I would I, you know I, I don't have my passport but I, I'm ready to go and be, be a part of the global community to, to serve. And if I stay in this I'm comfortable consciousness and that retirement is my source or disability is my source or this is my source, I'm putting limits on the infinite. And, and Candace was sharing with me just the magnificent things that are happening in their life because they are open and receptive to more good than they've ever imagined. 
So it's, it's an opportunity to say yes, to experiment. Okay, God, look. And I think Edwin Gaines gave God 60 days. She started, uh, you know, tithing, putting her money in and said, look, God, I barely got money to put, on, put food on the table, and I'm going to give you 60 days. And if I don't see any changes, that's it. No more cash out of me. And she began to, to share how clients were coming out of nowhere. How meeting the right person or being in the right space, or trust, just, it just happened that way. That's an invitation. And our beliefs, our, 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 what we you know, wake up beginning thinking about, so important. And we clean up that belief system by practice, by study, by, by just saying, hey, embracing the laws that you learn one little piece at a time. And then the final life structure is, is being in community, being here, being here with, with people on, on, that are like-minded, that are wanting to wake up, because if we didn't want to wake up, would you really come to Jubilee? So we are seeking to be more of our true selves. And we do that in, in community. When we suffer, because suffering happens, it, you know, and we can do a whole talk on suffering. We, the kiss of death is to suffer in silence. I know that for a fact. Because suffering in silence almost took me out. Bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ, the law of love. We don't have to fix anything. We don't have to do anything. We just have to be the presence that we are that is the presence of love and support each other. And I said this before that we need to get some, some friends that will help us raise our vibration. And bring, help remind us of the truth of our being. That, that we are powerful beyond measure. That we're here on purpose for a mighty purpose. So as we stabilize these life structures. Stabilize does not mean we all being that presence 180%. No. We do the best we can. And it's enough. That we are enough, we have enough, that all of our needs are met regardless of appearances. We just show up. We do the practice, we sit on the meditation stool, and then we get up and we go do life. And pay attention to the way we feel because remember the ego speaks first and that little mm, speaks loudest. When, and it seeks to divide it seeks our demise. It is, it is suspicious at best and vicious at worst. But when we have a healthy ego, when I know that I don't have to compare myself to anybody else, that so-and-so is a great rhythm guitar player, oh, I can outplay that rhythm guitar player. No. I am the best person that I can be. We don't compare ourselves to other people when our ego is healthy. So the invitation is, 
Keep on what you're doing. Take a look at the life structures. Ask spirit, which one of these do you feel like would give me the best bang for my buck? And when I say that, what's, what's going to, because you always want to get a quick win. When you're starting something new, you want to get a quick win. So what, which one of these structures that I'm going to get a quick win with? And for me right now, it is the body temple. That is requiring my focus. And bless you, I hope that you learn from the whisper as opposed to the sledgehammer. I'm like, oh my Lord, really? Because we're going to learn. And the Course says we can learn through joy or we can learn through pain. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm done with pain. I choose joy. And so if you ever want to talk about the life structures, if you, need, if you would like for me to pray with you, I'm happy to pray with you after service anytime. And just know that you are all unique expressions of the infinite. Perfect, whole, and complete, lacking nothing. And that wholeness and perfection has nothing to do with the body. I am not a body. I am free. I am still as God created me. That wholeness and perfection is. And it is on this side of the veil. And it definitely is on the other side of the veil. And we cannot know what another person's journey is. We just have to surrender to whatever we're resisting and practice. And I promise you, you will say, oh yeah. Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter, or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at jubileecircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that will leave you saying, oh yeah. Yeah.